Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Wharton FinTech Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Jankowski, and today I'm excited to be joined by Ray Martinez, the co-founder and president of Everfi. Everfi is the leader in financial literacy education using digital learning platforms to power financial wellness for many of the country's leading banks. Everfi is backed by leading investors and VCs, including Jeff Bezos from Amazon, Eric Schmidt from Alphabet, and Evan Williams from Twitter. At Everfi, Ray is leading the development of its financial education business. Ray, thanks for joining us today. Could you start by telling us about your background? Sure. So I've, um, yeah, I've spent my entire career uh, in education over over 20 plus years working in in K-12. Uh, prior to my time um, at Everfi, uh, I spent 11 and a half years working at at Kaplan tutoring students in math instruction, reading instruction, writing instruction. And so that, um, you know, that was really informative as we thought about the first iteration of our software programs in schools, you know, when we started EverFi about 11, 11 years ago. Got it. Thanks for that background. And tell us more about the founding of EverFi. What did you see in your experience as an educator that, um, that brought this opportunity to life for you? Yeah, I think we all came to this um, with um, different kind of personal stories of, of managing money and, and, and personal finance. And, you know, I think we saw that there was a really big gap in terms of how we were preparing young adults to go out and navigate really important topics around their personal finances, how you pay for college, how you understand uh, your credit score and that being one of the most important grades in your life, all the way over to the basics of how a savings account works, how a checking account works, the power of compound interest. And, we just really thought that that system was was broken. We had all gone to Bowdoin College in Maine. It's where we had met uh, two other the two other co-founders, Tom Davidson and, and, and John Chapman. So we all went to a, a great school up in Maine. All came from you know really good families. Yet nobody taught us about a lot of these different topic areas. So we wanted to take a, a real innovative approach, and that was leveraging technology to scale this t- topic of personal finance. And, and really build something that would cater to a generation that had a really high bar for being entertained and, and how they receive content. So we took our life savings at the time, built out our first online learning program focused on high school students. And, you know, this is back, you know, right after the markets crashed in, in 2008, which is a great time to incorporate a, a company. It took a part of a year to build out the software program and then began launching it into, into schools. And the, the software program you know, has you know, 3D gaming, animation, and students learn about paying for college on a full build-out of a college campus. When they learn about the basics of banking, they're on a full you know, build-out of a retail bank. So really creating these virtual financial playing fields that young adults could go in and explore. And then the system would track each student uniquely through you know, nine core uh, learning areas, and um, we wanted to also disrupt how this would be funded in, in local schools. So our, our business model was was really unique when you go back to the founding of the company that we didn't want to charge, you know, public schools. I went to public school. We didn't want to charge public schools to license the software. We thought that there was another way to do it, that there could be a third-party payer of really important software into the local schools. And so we've, um, we went out and partnered with credit unions and banks and insurance companies and nonprofits who would license the software and then gift it to, to schools that they 
that they really cared about. And that this model obviously has, has grown as, as our, our product sets over, over time. But, you know, this program today in, in, in K-12, which is over 3 million learners a year, over 20,000 public schools are active on the software. And then we've also expanded our offerings so financial institutions and employers can get meaningful financial education to their employees and to their customers as they're navigating really important life decisions. Wow, that's a impressive story and a very interesting business model that you mentioned. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And, and so I understand that you recently launched Achieve, um, which is it's, it's a mobile-first product that's focused on financial literacy for financial, financial institutions and employers to use. Could you tell us a bit more about the impetus for launching this product? Yeah, you know, so you can you can trace this back, you know, to to early 2009, as we were traveling all across the country, and it's one of the things I've loved about Everfi and you know about the work that we get to do every day is that we we really wanted to make the the learning experiences really meaningful, and so we would actually go to schools in Alabama, Native American reservations, and in, in Utah and in San Juan County to, you know, my hometown where I grew up outside of Worcester, Massachusetts, and we would deploy the software hand-in-hand with teachers and educators and actually get real-time feedback from a diverse set of students as they're working through the first online program that we developed, and there was a core theme that we heard from teachers and from principals and superintendents, which was listen, Ray, you know, us offering this financial literacy course to high school students is fantastic. We love it and thank you. But what do you have for my parents? What do you have for my teachers? As adults, we need this information just as much as a junior in high school or senior in high school. And that data, you know, proves it out. There's a a global survey on financial literacy on U.S. adults, and U.S. adults are tied for 14th in the country, right behind Botswana as it relates to understanding to literacy principles. And when you kind of peel back that data, there's a couple things that are happening. Number one, adults are, I think, over-reporting that there's an overconfidence, um, that they are extremely literate or very literate when it um, deals with financial literacy topics, but then when you quiz them or test them, only 6% of adults are, are proficient. And you, then you also have, you know, a, a huge portion of the population that is living, you know, paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. The number one financial instrument for, for these folks to pay their bills are, are credit products. And then the third thing that you have happening is that um, the education is not starting early enough. So you have a whole generation of adults that never had this when they went to middle school or to high school, and we're really trying to change that, change that conversation. So we wanted to create an experience for adult consumers that would really resonate with, with busy adults. Like how to create a great learning experience when adults don't have a lot of time. And so we've created a mobile-first solution that we think resonates with a diverse set of learners, whether you're thinking about you know, buying your first home and taking out a mortgage or to understand how an IRA works, or the basics of investing, you know, all the way, you know, over to, you know, how you build up emergency savings, which is a big issue for families in, in the United States. And we wanted to create something 
that our financial institutions and other partners could truly white label and customize and create curated playlists, almost like a Netflix-style playlist that are, are relevant and timely when folks need this, need this information. So you could, you know, go to, you know, one of our bank's websites and when you want to learn about, um, you know, how credit cards work or how important your credit score is, you can pull up that information and it's information that you'd easily want to consume and then we can track and measure that learner's progress and then recommend additional topics based off of where that learner is in their financial journey. That's great and definitely addressing a huge need. I'm reminded of the Fed's recent study that said that a quarter of Americans don't have enough savings for retirement and half aren't saving enough in general. You're absolutely right. And, you know, when you have the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell come out just, you know, a few months ago, you know, talking about the student loan debt crisis and the, the pressure that that is putting on students and families and the pressure that folks you know, um, holding off buying a home or, or holding off making different investments. And you not only have Jerome Powell talking about this, but you have Jamie Dimon from J.B. Morgan Chase. You have, you know, CEOs of very large corporations that are, that are looking at, at, at this issue. And, you know, the student loan debt crisis, there's lots of, you know, different opinions on how you attack that and, and how you solve that. But, you know, our, our, our opinion as an education company is that, you just need to start. You need to start younger. You need to start before, you know, an 18 or 19 year old student is making arguably one of the most important financial decisions in their life. One of the most important investments that they're making in themselves is where am I going to attend college? Am I going to attend college? Can I go to a community college? And what is going to be the net cost, full cost of of, of attending of attending college? Which are things that you don't. You know, factor in, and and you asked me earlier on about the founding of of Everfi and 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 why this is so important. I think for for me personally, having you know dedicated my entire career in education to make sure that every student and every family has you know really relevant information as it relates to to life skills. You know, this really stems back from you know my dad and I when I was a junior in high school, sitting down at our dinner room table and. Spencer, Massachusetts, filling out the FAFSA form together. And I was really lucky that I had an incredible mom and an incredible dad, but I would have never gone to Bowdoin College. I would have never had that experience that, that changed my life had my dad not, you know, made me or had us together fill out the FAFSA, which is a really frustrating experience, but allowed me to figure out how much I was going to owe and that I could afford to go to a private school um, like Bowdoin. And, you know, and I was lucky and, you know, not every student, not every child, you know, has that support network. And, and the great equalizer here can really be technology and education to make sure at the end of the day, you know, at least every student, regardless of where they live, whether you're in San Juan County, Utah, on the Navajo Reservation, whether you're in Coosa County, Alabama, or whether you're a student in San Juan, Puerto Rico, thinking about attending college in, 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 the, in the States, um, I think it's critical that we serve up this information earlier. Absolutely. And you touched on this a little bit earlier, but let's say that I'm a consumer engagement with Everfice product through my bank or credit union. Can you talk more about what the customer experience looks like? Sure. So the, um, you know, first it is going to be a seamless experience with your credit union or, or your bank. We really want the, the the learning. We really want that experience to reflect the, 
the brand and the mission and the values of the folks that we that work with. Um, the content um, will be truly personalized to to that to that end user. So you know we may serve up one or two um, short questions that will then allow us to personalize your experience based off of based off of where you are. And then you're going to go through a series of different learning moments and, and learning experiences. Will there be um, interactive videos? You'll be able to interact with the content in the ring. It was important that uh, the experience cater to different learning styles. So the, there's kinesthetic learning, there's auditory learning, there's read and write learning through that experience. And then the system is going to um, you know, kick up feedback as you move through um, these different learning moments and environments and then recommend additional topics. So you may come into the learning experience wanting to learn how mortgage works and we'll take you through a two to three minute uh, experience on mortgages and may recommend additional content, credit score, a savings plan, different budgeting tools as you go through the as you go through the learning. And to what extent is this customized for different segments? And I ask because I'm thinking that someone like myself who's currently in school probably has different needs than someone just graduating school or someone starting a family or, or nearing retirement. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a great question, and, and you're exactly right. I think too many times um, solutions as it relates to financial capability or financial education are, are one-size-fits-all. And I think we really wanted to flip that on its head. And, and again, a lot of this is rooted in our early experience of building really sophisticated programs for students in, in K-12. These experiences need to be interactive. They need to be personalized. Um, you need to track your progress. So we will, we will have personalized playlists for each individual adult consumer that um, comes into the comes into the platform, and you you be also thinking about a small business loan. Uh, you may be thinking about you know buying your first car, and how does how does that process work when you're thinking about uh, an, an auto loan? So it is it is highly personalized and highly customized, you know, to to that individual, and then to the financial institution or employer that's offering this up. Got it. And you mentioned um, the interactive nature. Of, of what you're offering. And earlier in the, in the, the K-12 offering that you've built out, you mentioned things around 3D gaming and, and just different ways that you've used technology to make this more interactive. Any sorts of lessons that you've applied from your prior experience in the K-12 side that you've, that you've used in, in designing this new product to make it more interactive? Well, I, you know, one of the things that we've learned about adults is I think that their attention spans are, are less than, than students that are in school. So we wanted to you know, we wanted to create something that would capture the imagination of a really busy adult. And so we've, I think we've learned that these micro-learning moments within a broader topic are, are really important. You know, make sure that the information is easy to access to specific questions that a consumer has. We don't want to make it cumbersome for, you know, a, a mom or a dad who's, you know, on the bus on the way home from work and, they're pulling up on their mobile phone, you know, how to save for retirement or how do student loans work for, for my kids. Um, we want to make, make it relevant. We want to make it easy to access. And we want to make it, make it engaging. And, you know, I think there's also just making it really visually appealing to, to the end user as, as well.
Got it. And from the perspective of a financial institution offering this product, I'm imagining that it would be helpful to see where my customers are spending the most time watching different yeah. videos or what topics they're searching for. Um, is that something that you're able to offer um, through this product? Yes, absolutely. We think having you know um, data dashboards on um, how your consumers or employees are accessing this information, where they're accessing this information. You know, as we think about the wide range of, of topic areas, where are they spending the most time? Is it on banking basics? Is it building? Is it on, on the building financial capability playlist? Is it on retirement planning, home ownership? We also want to serve up um, information on comparative analytics based off of who's accessing the software and different inputs uh, into the to the systems, whether it be a low to moderate income individual that you may want to um, um, you know, make sure that they have the right product sets and services underneath them. You also might want to track that for Community Reinvestment Act purposes, um, you know, all the way over to knowledge gain across some of these different these different topic areas. And you know that was really important to us and, and continues to be really important to us in our in our in our work in, in K twelve that you're able to you know show that you're changing not only kind of knowledge gain pre to post assessment, but you are starting to move the needle on attitude and, and behavior change. And most importantly for adults that you know that adults are taking action after receiving this education. Education in a vacuum without taking some type of action or building out a budget in a spreadsheet or contacting your financial institution for, you know, for advice um, is, is really important. Yeah, I could see how that data could be very valuable for, for a financial institution to understand where their customers' pain points are and then offering products that might help to solve those pain points. Yeah, and you're, and you're starting to see, I think, a, a real change into how financial institutions are, you know, are really viewing the investment in, in financial capability. Um, you know, I think five years ago, you know, if you brought financial capability or financial literacy to, to, to folks, it probably really would have been focused on Community Reinvestment Act compliance, you know, volunteering in, in a local school. I think the, the spend back in 2013 was $17 billion was spent on marketing, $670 million was spent on financial education, and I think those numbers have really changed over the last over the last six years that, you know, this is an investment in creating more informed, you know, better, you know, better customers at the end of the day that understand how these products and services work. And, you know, financial education, financial capability is a, is a lifelong journey. It's not something that starts when you're five or starts when you're 18. You know, we are of the belief that, you know, this starts in elementary school in age 12 and it's something that follows you your, your entire life. It's not something you ever, you ever truly master. Our, I think our challenge as a society is that we've been really reactive to, to this issue and we wanted to tackle it downstream in public schools in K-12 and, and now we're moving upstream and making sure that banks and credit unions and insurance companies and employers can offer this uh, solution to every employee. And as in navigating, you know, some of life's most important decisions, give them information, you know, as, you know, when they're starting a family, give them information when they're buying their, their first home or 
uh, are having uh, challenges um, with, with emergency savings. And so realizing that Achieve is, is relatively new to the market, can you comment at all on, on what sort of traction you're seeing in the market? Yeah, I think one of the things that we wanted to do, Peter, is that we really wanted to listen to our network of partners. Our partners are extremely diverse. You're talking about some of the largest financial institutions in the country, mid-regional banks, very large credit unions, and then you know, very small um, asset-sized banks and, and credit unions that are dispersed in you know, every state in the country, and, and including Puerto Rico. And I think as we went out and we listened to um, to this group, you know, they they really came back and said, "Hey, we need a we need a next generation financial wellness tool that really maximizes learning outcomes. That we want to create something that delivers specific content um, when the users need it, where they are. And there was no other financial wellness tool that we that we saw that could that could provide that. And 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 the traction, you know, since launch has been been really incredible." Um, you have a few hundred now financial institutions that are licensing this software, um, including some of the the, the, the largest banks in, in the country. TD Bank has been a, a wonderful partner on this initiative um, where they're providing and, and serving up um, really meaningful content to their to their customers, whether it be a credit credit awareness campaign and the importance of your of your credit score and, and using achieve our learning content to reach those objectives. Um, and it's great to have their, their voice um, in informing the, the, the direction that, you know, we need to take the, the learning experience. And they were one of, of several uh, banks and credit unions from across the country that, you know, participated in a kind of a user's conference. And, and we really wanted to uh, listen to time to certain content areas. So interesting enough, um, pet insurance came up as a, as a topic area we should build. We have not built that yet, but that was uh, that was surprising to us. Pet insurance? Can you tell me a little bit more yeah, about that? That's, yeah, that's, a, no, that's, I mean, that's as far as it goes. We were, we were <laughs> rising. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's great. That sounds like fantastic uh, traction so far. Um, and so realizing that we spent a good amount of time talking about Achieve specifically and, and some of the work that you've done in the case resolve space, but could you comment about your broader vision for Everfi and and what's next for Everfi? Yeah, I think as it relates to um, I think as it relates to financial capability and, and, and financial education, you know, we were just beginning this this journey as it relates to the consumer and, and employee conversation, um, but we also are looking around the corners here and have. Um, you know, I've really thought about this for the last couple of years. We think that there are additional topics for students and teachers in the public school system that deserve a lot more attention. And we talked about this earlier in, in the podcast, but we're going to be launching a program for juniors and seniors in high school and their family members around student loans. And, you know, today most of what's being done around student loans is is reactionary. You get information and education after you take out uh, after you take out the, the student loans. And so given our network of twenty thousand public schools, seventy thousand teachers across the country, we are a trusted provider of financial education, content in, in schools. 
and we're going to build an experience where we can how do you pay for education, what are the different types of student loans, how do you apply, how are these loans paid back, and deploy that you know, over multiple years, multiple decision points that you're making. So that's one different topic here. We all think that as it relates to the healthcare system and healthcare finance, um, I think most of us around the table here or on this podcast really don't understand how the insurance system works, how the healthcare insurance system works. And so we want to build out a, a capstone program for seniors in high school before they enter college or the workforce or the armed services or get their first job and, and create a healthcare finance uh, simulation for, for students. And again, we also think as it relates to savings and retirement, most of the education is done when you're turning 45, 50 years old. And we think the younger we can get students, uh, the younger we can get families talking about this um, topic area, the better off we're going to be in the long run as, as a country. So having a very specific savings and retirement solution, we think as young as middle school um, are, are some of the different topic areas that you'll see us launching, Peter, in the next couple areas. I think globally as, as an organization, we want to be, able, we want to be there for, for people during their biggest life moments. And we think that technology and education plays a, plays a key role. Um, we're doing a lot of work um, around social and emotional learning uh, with LinkedIn and, and, and Jeff Weiner, uh, where we're deploying a, a curriculum for elementary school students nationwide. The curriculum is free to every elementary school in the country where you can start teaching and reinforcing um, some really important topics around kindness and, and compassion, uh, you know, at a younger, at a younger age. Um, digital literacy and, and digital wellness and, and mental wellness are, are other topic areas as well as prescription drug um, safety. And, and we think that there's a place for this in K-12 schools as well as in, in colleges and in, in, in universities. We've also done a lot of work in the employer space. We talked a lot about financial wellness and financial capability today, but, but holistically, we want to be able to provide to, you know, chief officers, um, other small organizations with really meaningful um, training for their employees, not only around financial wellness, but around sexual harassment prevention training in the workplace, diversity, equity, inclusion training in the workplace, ethics training, in the workplace, and, and we work today with 2,000 corporations uh, across the country, um, helping them not meet these compliance mandates, but help them uh, move the conversation forward on how you best, you know, uh, equip your employees with, with the right knowledge and the right skill set to create safe and inclusive work environments. Wow, that's a big vision and a lot of opportunities. That's really exciting. So we'd, we'd love to, to switch gears and hear your, uh, your story as an entrepreneur. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you started Everfly with two other co-founders you went to build in with. And I, I think you said you had put your life savings uh, into the company when first getting it It wasn't much. <laughs> it wasn't much, but yes. <laughs> uh, well, could you tell us a bit more about that process? Um, so first, um, how you and and your co-founders became convinced to pursue this opportunity and what it was like, uh, you know, putting your life savings into this and, and sort of committing yourself to this uh, fully? 
Yeah, it's a great um, it's it's a great question. We might need about uh, two hours or or a couch session for me to get to get to get through this. But you know, I think we when we came when we came together, um, you know, none of us were, were were technologists. I think we all came to this with with different you know different experiences and and, and different skill sets. I think we firmly believe that there was a technology solution that would scale financial literacy for high school students. And, and that's the biggest challenge when you, when you look at the data or you look at the studies. Nobody's ever scaled it with a uniform solution. There's disparate solutions in, in different markets. So what could be a uniform solution that could, that could really scale and that we wanted the technology to do a couple things? Number one is we really wanted it to resonate with a diverse set of students. Uh, students who, who many times are, you know, uh, have never been on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange or have never stepped foot inside of a retail bank or, or, or credit union and create something that was, was really dynamic. The second thing that we wanted to do was we knew it needed to speak to teachers. I had, you know, been a tutor for 11 and a half years, was very close to teaching fourth grade, and we knew that if you were going to deploy software in local schools, your true customer at the end of the day was going to be that teacher. And when you peel back, you know, what teachers want, they want tools that are going to help their students better prepare for the real world. And they want tools that are going to help their students become better kids, better life citizens. And you needed to create that experience. It needed to be standards-based so it could map to every national and state standard that existed. It would become part of the core curriculum, and your answer for teachers had to be, this is free. It's not going to cost you anything to use the software. Not only are we going to, you know, give you the software for free that you can give every junior, every senior, every software at no charge, but we're also going to provide you professional development tools on how to integrate the technology, how to integrate the course into your core curriculum so you can view this as an asset, so you can view this as another club that you want to pull out a bag to resonate with your students. And I think we were just blown away, Peter, at the, at the early responses that, that we received from, from teachers. And I literally spent the first four years of, you know, my time here at EverFi living in a rent-a-car, living on Southwest flights, you know, working very closely with thousands of teachers and thousands of of, of school districts. I think that, and so we had great uptick and, and great usage, and we're like, oh man, we are we are clean. But what wasn't proving out was the business model, was how we were going to, you know, pay our you know, massive credit card debt that we had. And um, you know, there are stories of our CEO Tom Davidson and John Chapman going back and forth, and who had more money on their credit card to pay for a $79 hotel you know, in, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And these are, these are true stories. Um, I think that we all had a fundamental belief that what we were doing was working and it would only be a matter of time before, you know, before our financial institutions or the nonprofits that we were trying to convince that this was a worthwhile investment, that it was just that, a worthwhile investment. And I think when you would bring in some of our early prospects into the classroom and they would see the reactions of, of students on the software or they would talk to teachers about 
how meaningful this learning experience was, definitely started seeing the, the light bulbs go off. And we had some, some early wins. My hometown bank in rural Spencer, Massachusetts was one of our first customers. They paid us $5,000 a year to sponsor my high school and a few other high schools. And I think the only reason why they decided to make that investment is because the head of marketing was my fourth grade soccer coach and we went undefeated. So I think she was taking pity on me as a, as a young, as a young entrepreneur. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's all those, all those stories where we, you know, we ran out of money, we had massive, you know, credit card debt. Um, but we had, I think we had each other and, and, you know, I think to this day, you know, we all remain very close, which is, I think, very rare of a of founding. I think we've had 12 kids between us and, um, you know, I think our, have remained really good friends throughout this, throughout this process. But, you know, we, we knew that we needed to show up. We needed to show up for one another. We needed to show up for the students and teachers that were counting on this experience and that eventually, with a lot of hard work, um, we could get, you know, we could get large banks and large credit unions to license this. And our first really big customer was uh, BB&T Bank in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, they started with a $2,500 investment for an after-school program in Richmond, Virginia. That led to a really big meeting with Kelly King, their visionary CEO and their executive team, and that um, that led to additional investment of 34 high schools across their footprint, which is a really big pile. Back in in 2009, uh, early 2010, and B&T now is one of our largest customers. They deployed the software in over 2,000 high schools. We reached hundreds of thousands of, of students. They also offer this to to their employees, to their customers, as a as as a benefit. And um, and that was that was a really um, you know uh, valuable experience for for us. Wow, that's great. That sounds like a true entrepreneurial bootstrapping story. It was it was, it was bootstrapped. Yes, it was definitely bootstrapped for for a couple of years. But you know now we're backed by some of the um, you know some of the leading in, investors in in the country. We have over four thousand. Customers were powering really big networks around financial capability, prescription drug safety, campus prevention, digital wellness, and in other topic areas. And you know, we're in all 50 states in Canada. We're doing some meaningful work in in Puerto Rico, and you know, we are going to go international as it relates to a lot of these financial wellness and and financial capability topics, and have just some great, you know, in, investors. You know, Jeff Bezos from from Amazon. Eric Schmidt from Google, Ed Williams from, from Twitter, um, and it's just been, you know, it's been a really, um, it's been the most important work I've done in, in my life and, and feel like we're just we're just getting started in terms of what we can accomplish and, and what we need to accomplish. You know, EverFi is a, is, a, is a company and an institution that needs to be around for, for a long time given the topic areas that we tackle. Given your experience as an entrepreneur, any advice that do you have any advice for budding entrepreneurs listening to this podcast? Um, yeah, I mean, I think um, n- number one is being passionate about what you do. I think is 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 really important and, and really critical um, because that will get you through um, the tough times that you're eventually face as a as a budding entrepreneur. 
the second thing is to show up even in those days when um, you don't want to show up, I think is, is really important. Um, I think 90% of the battle is just, is just being, being in the room. And, you know, a lot of the most successful people aren't, aren't the smartest, you know, never had perfect SAT scores, um, but had a lot of grit and, and a lot of resiliency and a lot of belief in, in what they're doing. And, um, and I think that's, um, that's been a constant theme, you know, throughout our time at, at EverFi. And, and when you can, have just a lot of fun and surround yourself with great people. That's great. And to end on a personal note, I understand that you're an avid fly fisherman. Can you talk a little bit about your passion for fly fishing? I, I am an avid fly fisherman. Um, my uh, wife and I, we did our honeymoon in Montana. Um, she is actually a, a much better caster than, than I am as it relates to fly fishing. And on one of our first dates we ever went on was on the Gunnison River in Colorado. And uh, she caught a 26-inch rainbow trout. And the gentleman that we were fishing with said to her, you should retire from fly fishing right now because you don't do that the first 10 minutes of, of fly fishing. But I've been, I've been fly fishing for, for, for 20 years. Um, it's something that, you know, I, I really love to do. I've got two young boys, and um, I'm slowly getting them into, into fly fishing as well. My son, Nolan, caught his first uh, fish on a dry fly in West Virginia last year. Uh, my son, Ben, caught a really nice trout on Mossy Creek in, in, in Virginia. Um, but I think if you find me with some downtime, it'll be on a river in Montana or, or Alaska and other great places I have on, on a bucket list. And it's where I get to spend time with not only my, my wife and kids, but my, my close family and, and some of my best friends. That's great. That's a fun hobby. Well, thanks, Ray. Thanks for joining us and best of luck with EverFi. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate it.